the prophet envisions the coming of the day of the Lord at a magnificent feast to which all are invited, death will be utterly destroyed. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make free for all peoples a feast, rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wine strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The word of the Lord. The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 118, verses 1 through 2, 14 through 24. Please stand and sing. his teaching 
about the resurrection. He calls the appearances of Jesus after the resurrection the most important evidence. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaim to you, which you in turn received, in which also you stand, through which also you are being saved, if you hold firmly to the message that I proclaim to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the last of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. 
And she told them that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. Here we are at Easter morning. We know the story. We've just lived the story over these last three days. On Thursday, we remember Jesus' last supper with his friends. Jesus offered to them his body and blood in the signs of bread and wine. He offered himself to them absolutely and completely. And in him, God offered to us the divine self for food. Then on Friday, we commemorated that Jesus died for us. In God's desire to overcome the distance between him and humanity, the distance caused by us, by our selfishness, our vain glory, the distance caused by the harm that we do to each other, in God's desire to overcome that distance, he became incarnate in Jesus and was willing to suffer the worst that human beings can do to each other. And then, today, we commemorate Jesus' resurrection, how to shatter that barrier that keeps us from God. Jesus rose from the dead. Tradition tells us Mary Magdalene was a sinful woman. Jesus had cast out from her seven demons. She goes early in the morning to the garden where Jesus' body lies in the tomb. When she arrives, she sees that the stone is rolled away. John's gospel never wastes a detail. He wants us to notice that the stone that would separate us from God is gone. The way is open. The way is open, but Jesus is gone. So she runs to the disciples, and Peter and the disciple whom Jesus loved got into a foot race to get to the tomb to see. Isn't that what guys always do with their grief? They get into a contest. And they even remembered to record which one got there first. The beloved disciple won that race. But he did not go into the tomb. Peter did. Peter sees the grave cloths lying neatly folded. And then the beloved disciple goes in and sees and believes. And then the boys leave the garden. But Mary stays behind weeping. At last, she goes into the tomb and she sees two angels, one where Jesus' head had been and one at his feet. Again, no detail in John's gospel wasted. Mary has entered into the Holy of Holies and sees the cherubim above the mercy seat. The other disciples got in a foot race to prove who loved Jesus the more, but they did not see. Mary sees, but she does not yet understand. Jesus' body has become the mercy seat, and the stone that kept us out of the Holy of Holies is gone. The angels ask her why she is weeping, and she replies, Now for the second time, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. And when she said that, she turned around and saw Jesus, though she thought he was the gardener. And he said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom do you seek? Remember, John wastes no detail. The very first words out of Jesus' mouth in John's gospel were addressed to the two disciples of John the Baptist who saw Jesus beside the river and followed him 
And he turned around behind him and saw them following and said to them, Whom do you seek? And they said, Rabbi, where do you remain? And he said, Come and see. All through this gospel, he has been raising the question, Where does Jesus remain? Where can we find him? They have taken him away. Where is he? And Jesus replies, Come and see. So Mary says to the gardener now the third time, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. I don't know where to find Jesus. I don't know where to find God. I've just been in the Holy of Holies, and I don't know where he is. And Jesus says to her, Mary. And she recognized him. Look at the way John tells the story. Mary, a sinful woman, in the garden, with the gardener, recognizes Jesus, the Word incarnate. John began his gospel with the phrase, in the beginning, so that we would recognize that story from Genesis. In the beginning, at the garden, at the beginning of creation, God, the gardener, would walk with humankind in the cool of the evening until humanity messed it up. But now... All is restored. Almost. Jesus says, Do not hold me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Mary wants to keep him here. So do we. We want to keep our loved ones here. But Jesus says, Go and tell my brothers and sisters that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. When Jesus ascends, the way then will be open for us to approach God. The stone is removed and we can come into the Holy of Holies. John's Gospel ends at the beginning. The temple, which had served as our approach to God after the fall, but been closed to all but the priests, is now open and we are in the garden with Mary. We again serve as God's stewards in creation, tending the garden and walking with God in the dew of the morning. All the violence, all the injustice that we had perpetrated on one another keeps us separate from God. God took that into the divine self in Jesus and took it through his flesh to God. All the shame and fear that we felt because of our shortcomings, Jesus took into his flesh when he became incarnate and brought into the Holy of Holies. All the grief and the loss that we know because we are limited creatures, Jesus accepted in himself and now takes into the presence of God. All that had once been a barrier between us and God is now the way of our approach to God. Whatever we might think separates us from God, sin, loss, shame, flesh, all these are part of God. Jesus has ascended to his Father and our Father, his God, and our God. Isaiah describes the feast at the last day when all will return to Zion for that great holy meal. Death no longer will cover the peoples. We read this passage most often at funerals when we are overcome with grief, overshadowed with that shroud that covers all the peoples. But Isaiah describes a feast of the best, the best meat and the best wine. And we celebrate that feast now.
God has taken all that was human into the divine nature and now gives us the divine self for food. Through the flesh and blood of Jesus, we are now in the presence of God. Whenever, like Mary, we enter the garden early in the morning while it is still dark, whenever, like Mary, we are lost and wonder where God might be, whenever, like Mary, tears fill our eyes because we have lost our way, whenever, like Mary, we are seeking our God and cannot find God because of sin or shame or fear or grief, then Jesus calls us by name and we recognize him. Whenever we share this meal, we know that all that makes us human, God has accepted into the divine self and has given us the divine nature for sustenance so that we may feast in the presence of God. We too have risen into the presence of Jesus' Father and our Father, Jesus' God and our God. Welcome. Happy morning. Amen.